Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to See Jurassic Right. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris, and today is a new episode of Park Experts, a segment where I chat with my guests about Jurassic Park, dinosaurs, and everything in between in a more casual setting than the season one and the forthcoming season two episodes. So don those khaki shorts, and don't forget your Hawaiian shirt, and let's dive in. This week's guest author and illustrator Liz Climo. You've seen her animal comics everywhere, including Rory the Dinosaur, and for many years she was a character artist on The Simpsons. We sat down to chat predicting the original Jurassic Park ride at Universal, why kids like dinosaurs so much, and more. Hold on to your butts and enjoy the show. Hi, Liz. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm, I'm, can you tell that I haven't been sleeping? I, you know what? You're, you're really hiding it well. I only know because, um, I had a, like a little bit of insider information. Some, a little bird told me that you hadn't slept at all <laughs> last night, but you really are holding it together quite well. I think it's when it's like when, when I just, I know <laughs> you're just going to fall asleep and I'm going to be like, 
Steven, are you okay? Look, I'm here for <laughs> Jurassic Park. It was actually, yeah, I did it. There was a podcast recently where I had to like stay up all night. And Man. I listened back and it wasn't because I was tired. It was, but I was like overcompensating. Uh huh. I don't know if you've ever done that. We were just time. so tired. Yes. You're just like, let me just go. <laughs> Look how awake I am. I know. Yeah. And then I just start making absolutely no sense. Yeah. And just start making dinosaur noises. Uh huh. <laughs> That'll work too. <laughs> um, I, I honestly forget how we started talking about Jurassic Park and how I felt like you were mentioning you had an interesting story about it or you're really like, I know that we talked about it a long time ago yeah. and, then, and then it was like, oh my gosh, I finally want to do it. I'm like, <laughs> like, it was like, it was one of those things where people I've met and you're one of them where it's like, we have this like, you know, like friendship or whatever. Then I discovered that you have something yeah. like connected to Jurassic Park. But I think when I asked you such a, I think I asked you like in December and then I, now I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait a minute. What was, what was it? the thing? <laughs> yeah, I think you might have mentioned something about the ride at Universal, and then I mean, it, either I thought this when I saw you tweet that, or I actually tweeted something to you. I don't remember, but I actually, when I was like ten or so, maybe ten to twelve, I designed like you know, on a, just like with a ballpoint pen and paper, a Jurassic Park ride, and so I think I like was like. I made one when I was 10 years old. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be just like, probably not because, you know, it was a 10 year old's drawing, but that might've been it. Yeah. No, now it's like, uh, uh, no, totally obvious. Yeah. But it just reminds me so much of like, the one thing I liked in school a lot was design your own menu. Yeah. Uh, design your own restaurant, design your own theme park, design your own. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wonder if they still do that. Well, I, do they still, do they still make kids design their own things? So far, I, I think... My daughter's in kindergarten. There's been a little bit of that. You, as you were talking, one of my favorite school projects came to mind when I was in seventh grade. There was um, a project where you had to design the ultimate bathtub. Ooh. And I just remember making this huge bathtub with like, I mean, it was just a drawing, but with like whales and dolphins and like water slides. Whoa. And like, yeah, it was, I mean, other people was like, just filled it with Skittles. But I was like, I'm going to make it like a, an aquarium. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I feel like that my, I think I had to do something similar or maybe I just wanted to do it, but it was making your entire house a shower. Whoa. So then, so it was like always raining down on you wherever you were, but it was like everything was like sealed and waterproofed and stuff. That's and, cool. That's like an art installation. That would be. <laughs> yeah. That would be like at the brood. Broad. Some, yeah. Some, one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the two of one the of, same place. <laughs> one of the, one of the yeah. art installations. <laughs> I was in uh, Toronto recently and they had just like one of those kind of things set up, mm -hmm. basically just like an Instagram opportunity. But then there was just like a random dinosaur. Just like hanging oh. out, which is my friend Stephanie showed it to me. But it was just like, I like that any of those. It's like a photo op with like a pink wall. Yeah. Or a T-Rex or whatever. Exactly. So what was, because I know like you have some of your like childhood drawings and stuff. Um, Somewhere, do you, yes. Do you still have like that Jurassic Park ride thing or anything? That one, uh, that's, yeah, that one I, I'd have to look for. My, we were never really good. I'm not good at this as an adult and a parent now, and my parents were not good at this, just like hanging on to stuff in a organized sort of way. Oh, okay. So I'm, I only have like probably like 15 to 20 pictures of myself when I was little because like we, they just everything kind of got lost. But on the flip side of that, what will happen is I will like open an old book or something at some point in my life and then that drawing will fall out probably oh, wow. <laughs> because everything's kind of tucked away in a very like a not thought out way but everything is still kind of kept so yeah I'll probably find it eventually I'll let you know in like 30 years when I <laughs> but that's fun I mean you you just I just had a recovered memory of like when I because I have uh in like AP bio I did like basically like for my final project was like 
you could pick a, like a topic. And of course I was like, can the dinosaurs come back or yeah. whatever? And so I had a book that was like written at, you know, back in the nineties by like two scientists who were like, uh-huh. can we make a dinosaur? And I actually like found that book a couple years ago and inside was like a hall pass, like Whoa. from high school, like, you know, to that's like leave cool. class that day or whatever. So that's funny that you're like, oh yeah, I just tucked this thing here or there. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not organized. Either, no, so. <laughs> I'm really like, I need everything to be neat because my anxiety manifests in a way where I need everything in my house and my desk and my like workspace to look very clean so that I can organize my thoughts because everything once everything starts to clutter, then my mind starts to clutter. But if you were to open any drawer, any closet, anything that has like a covering on it in my house, it is just a nightmare because <laughs> I, I just need it all kind of tucked away. But there's no organization yeah, at yeah. all. When you did this designs for the theme park, did you draw like did you draw it or was it more of like I drew it and I can I can picture it in my head. It's not I mean, like in retrospect, as a 37 year old looking back and critiquing my 12 year old self, it doesn't it's not the most cons- like clear and concise drawing. But basically, it's, it's a water ride. You're on a raft and you go. It's kind of like one of those water rides where you go up and then you kind of just like, you know, go forward for a little bit and then go down really like a really steep incline. sort yeah. of. So it's sort of like that. Only I made like a really cool outside of like what sort of like a tunnel so you can see the outside of the tunnel but there's no description of what's inside and that's where all the cool stuff happens but i didn't draw Uh, that (laughs) i was like i'll figure that out later (laughs) well i mean the original jurassic park ride is like you know i don't know if you're a big theme park person but like i feel like it's pretty like chill compared to most rides now where there is like lots of empty space and like you know, something isn't happening and popping out at you every five yeah. seconds. So I have to be honest with you. I am actually going. Well, I've I've been to Universal Studios only because the Simpsons would have their like company parties there. So I've been to those, but I've actually never been to the theme park. Like I've never been on any rides um, aside from the Simpsons ride, yeah. <laughs> which my husband actually was a, the assistant director on. So oh, he wow. actually like helped direct that ride. Oh, wow. So that's the only one. I'm actually going next Sunday for the first time. That's awesome. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, this will come out afterwards, but, no, I've that, been, but I'm excited. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, so then when you designed this ride, you had never actually been on the Jurassic Park ride. No, I don't even think, because it was like right when Jurassic Park came out, so it probably didn't even exist. It was just no, like no. a, I was just trying to imagine, Imagineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were just an Imagineer at a young age. Well, I mean, you know, and it's like, I played Dino Park Tycoon as a kid and stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. So, but your your design was just of the ride. It wasn't like concessions or, you know. It might have actually. That sounds like something I would have done. You're like, look, I, who cares what's going on in the ride? But I need to know where the Cheerio stand exactly. is. Exactly. That's so funny. So yeah, you've never been on the. You never no. went on the original nope. Jurassic Park ride. Did you ever go to the Universal Studios Florida or anything? No, I only. I think I only really went to. I went to Disneyland when I was growing up a few times, and then we had Great America. I don't know if it's called Great America still, but I grew up in Northern California, so that's those are the. Those are the rides. And actually, I was really afraid. I think I went on my first roller coaster slash thrill ride when I was like 15 because I was really scared of them. So, uh, yeah, I was yeah growing up. And even though I worked at Disneyland as my first job as oh, really? a kid, I was scared of the Indiana Jones ride. Like when I first. Yeah, came it's scary. Kinda scary. That that ball, that boulder's no joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to get you. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just funny hearing you talk about your design because that's pretty much what the ride was. So are you saying that I predicted the exact ride? Yeah. If that's you, cool. If you had done that in 1993, then you. I would have had a job probably. Yeah. They would have been like, she's the youngest Imagineer here. <laughs> 
That's uh, interesting. Man, now I really want to find it. Yeah. What if I just completely made the story up and I was just yeah. like, I just drew it based on the... No, that oh, didn't happen, I promise. Well, I mean, but that's what's so funny is that that's the thing that I learned. Like, I, I don't know if it was like private information, but the idea that the ride was being worked on before they even started the movie. Oh. Like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I didn't know, like I had no idea growing up. And it makes sense almost. It was, but it was almost like backwards engineered, where like Steven Spielberg was like, "You should turn this Michael Crichton book into a ride." Yeah, and like we'll make a movie first, and then we'll turn it into yep. a ride. So it's just you were you were very like you knew what was up ahead of the curve. I mean, I tried. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so then my question is, if you can say it, because this won't come out until like in the middle of June or whatever. But are you actually going to go on the new ride? Oh yeah, that's the plan. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're going with my. It's my me and my friends, uh, Nikki and Mandy, and then my daughter who's five. And she, my daughter, really loves Bumblebee, yeah. so she really wants to see Bumblebee. She's we, no, never watched any. She's not familiar with Transformers whatsoever. She just loves Bumblebee. That's um, hilarious. So she real and she likes characters. Just like the the bigger the scarier the better better. So she's going to. Um, that's. Those are her plans. But then in the meantime, I'm going to go on as many rides as I can because now I'm a grown up and I'm not afraid. I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little afraid, but I'm not as afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but well, so, yeah. Well, I'm excited for you because like the mummy is a roller coaster, but it's so short that it's oh, like nice. it's scary. But then afterwards, you're like, oh, let me go again. So, yeah. But uh, I don't know why that reminded me because, you know, Brennan's daughter, Luna, she I think I was telling you, she doesn't like cartoon depictions of dinosaurs. Right. She likes realistic. Yeah, see? She likes realistic versions. So I feel like it's like it's almost like they like and probably why a lot of kids like dinosaurs because it's like scary almost. I wonder I should. I mean, I wonder how my daughter would handle watching Jurassic. Because I was I mean, I was pretty young. I saw it when it came out. What do you know what year it came out? The first 1993. OK, so I was 12. So then I must have been, tw- I was not 10 when I did the drive. That would have been really crazy. I was yeah, 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, even before, there's this, this movie called Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. It's based off this Michael Crichton novel. Exactly. You read right, Michael Crichton when you were 10? I'm just an oracle, I think. I just don't. Um, yeah, you should be using your powers for, yeah. you know, for good <laughs> instead of be. just designing rides. I know. It's a good It's place. like you and Matt Gorley are designing theme parks and, and, <laughs> and uh what is like what what is Waterworld like a stunt show? Oh you know, yeah, stuff like that. You're yeah. like, look, this is this is where the fun is. And, yeah, and the money question mark. <laughs> um, I think Mac Orley is using his powers for good though. I should probably, I should start thinking uh, thinking a little harder about what's to come and warning people <laughs> about it. Probably. Um, so yeah, I was twelve. Where was I going with this? I was. <laughs> oh well, just um, yeah. So you were twelve and Jurassic Park came out. Oh, I was gonna say. I wonder like how kids would like because I don't remember being scared in a way and to be clear I actually saw a lot of kind of scare I liked scary movies when I was little probably more than most kids but um I, I don't remember I just remember being excited by it and thinking yeah. it was so so cool and it really holds up yeah I and, definitely think it like yeah holds up. it really does well yeah that's interesting because well it so I was six when it came out. Mm-hmm. I feel like from people I know who are that age it's like you were either allowed to or you weren't right so when because you were 12, was it a thing of like, I mean, because, yeah, it was PG-13. So was it just like, oh, just be careful. You know, like, did you see it with your parents? I saw it in the theater several times. Oh, cool. I saw it for the, yeah, my parents, like, I, I saw, I saw Jaws. I think I saw Jaws 2 in the theater. <laughs> I remember Ooh, being. Ooh, Jaws 2. I, I saw a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I used to, I watched a lot of really scary movies. I don't know why, I don't know why, what my parents were, th- <laughs> were thinking, but I could, I mean, I really could, I was okay with it. Like, I, yeah, that's what yeah. I liked. And I think they kind of took cues from me and I was okay. It was like, that's just what I wanted to watch. Um, 
But yes, I remember seeing it more than once in the theater. I remember the first time I saw it and just like sitting near the screen and being just completely just like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so cool. I remember my mom, I had a, I immediately got a poster. So I had the poster in my room and I remember my mom giving me, coming in and giving me a newspaper clipping about like, you know, whenever a movie comes out and it's science fiction, it's like, could this actually happen? And yeah, it was yeah. a newspaper clipping. Like, could we actually like how could scientifically this be possible? And I remember like pinning it in the top right hand corner of the poster. So I had the poster and then they had the newspaper oh, <laughs> clipping cool. in my room. I was like, maybe someday. I don't know. I didn't learn my lesson watching the movie, I guess. I was like, I want it to happen. Well, I feel like that's the problem ultimately, like with all the sequels is that it's or like the one thing that like it's hard to get across where I feel like most like people who maybe aren't that big of a fan of that movie or something it's like it, it's bad that dinosaurs come back but like who cares I, I know wanna, <laughs> like I would go if it yeah. was real you know even though it'd probably be more like a sea world thing where it's like not good to go and support that right because the, the, di- the poor dinosaurs they should be running free you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're just making a profit. It's not like it's not like zoos or something where they're like trying to advocate for animals that are already existing. This is like we're gonna make up a bunch of new animals and throw exactly. them in a, in a pen. A wild animal park for 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 that's exactly. Uh, what I'm just now I'm just saying what Jurassic Park is. <laughs> no, but I uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. I would still go because why not? Why not? You know, let's, let's we're gonna die somehow. Like why not make it interesting? <laughs> let's mix it up. Let's throw yeah. some dinosaurs in the mix. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think somebody said that on Twitter. They're like, whatever. Yeah. Like, Who cares at this point? Like, because, you know, every couple of years they're just like, let's bring, like, we maybe we did it this time. We finally found a yeah. way to bring dinosaurs back. And we're like, well, yeah, why not? Just let them run loose. I mean, we're not really doing that great of a job. Maybe give dinosaurs a shot again, you know, like <laughs> give them another chance. Yeah, they deserve a second chance. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. That's so cool. You had a poster in your room. Oh, yeah. I also I had I remember I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. These are these are the memories that like when I think Jurassic Park, this is what pops in my head. Um, I also had an Ellie doll action figure. And I remember like crouching down in my backyard and like like getting like to, you know, action figure level and like playing with her in puddles and stuff. And like, yeah, she was she was my favorite. We had like this fountain that my dad made out of old wine barrels. It was this very like (laughs) very unusually rustic weird thing and I would like have her swimming in it and like I had like dinosaur toys and like all that's that. awesome yeah wait so you, so then you were a, a fan of dinosaurs before Jurassic Park or you at least like them I think it I think I like them but I think that that's really what sparked like my interest in them I just loved I mean I already liked sort of scary unusual stuff like I'd already seen Jaws and I liked yeah <laughs> yeah I liked I liked that kind of stuff um but I think you know I at that time I mean that movie's incredible to watch now I mean like I think I just remember it was one of those movie experiences where I just it really opened my eyes to like the possibilities of like what sort of people could create. And like it just it made it so real and that in a way that my imagination could never really do on its own. (laughs) And so it was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And so that it it made it kind of like ignited that like excitement about dinosaurs, I think, for me, because I was just so excited about it. It's like a Red Bull for your imagination. Yes, exactly. Um, I feel like that movie made people want to be either paleontologists or like an artist or creator. Yeah. Like either or. It was like I could either like go to school and dig up bones or I could, you know, make art that, you know, has dinosaurs in it or. Nobody wanted to be a lawyer after watching that movie. (laughs) One of my favorite things I noticed 
just rewatching it is that he's wearing uh, socks and like like socks and sandals, and you're just like, of course he's supposed oh, to. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that, but yeah, if I were watch that now, I'd be like, that's the first person that's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like the first clue. Um, when, when was the last time we watched it? It's, I was actually. It's been a while. Here, here's how I know. I think so. I, I know it's been in the last five years because I had a coming of age moment where I remember seen it for the first time and thinking Jeff Goldblum with like all like, you know, like shirt unbuttoned and like, you know, flirting with with uh, Laura Dern, like all of them are being kind of like, ew, like he's so old. Ew, like he's <laughs> supposed to be cute. He's so old. And then I watched it again within the past five years and I was like, oh, damn, Jeff Goldblum is hot. <laughs> so that's how I know it was somewhat recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you made the switch. Over. Yeah, it's like a, it's a it's a moment that every I think woman goes through where they, you know, <laughs> within, the, you know, a woman between the ages of probably like. 25 and however old I don't know I can't do the math right now but yeah where you realize that Jeff Goldblum's actually a total babe in Jurassic Park well and it's I mean it's kind of I mean Jurassic Park if like if you're thinking about it that way has such an unusual cast that there's no like one because Sam Neill is handsome but he's also like a stick in the mud too so yeah it's not like he's not like a dashing carefree hero either right and they now I'm trying to think of because I haven't I haven't actually I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but I haven't seen all the sequels I've seen I'm so okay <laughs> I can tell off that mic was... I'm just like nah, you whatever <laughs> Stephen well, just gave me a look of like either extreme disappointment or like you're fine don't worry about yeah, it yeah, so luckily yeah. it was the second yeah yeah of um, course so but they spoiler alert they split up right yeah okay so I have made it to the second one that's... yeah yeah <laughs> you're yeah I mean and that's the that's the thing that people hope for you know yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum is daddy. Have yeah, you seen him? Sure. The, have you gone to the? Um, the I Rock haven't. Wall? That's the Wednesday night thing. Yeah. That he, I haven't. I've only seen him. I saw him at the um, Royo Seiko Fest oh, last what was year. That? It was the. There's a music festival that I think they've only had two so far, and it's at um, in Pasadena at the Royo Seiko, and it's just like this big outdoor two day music festival, and he performed like he does on Wednesday nights. Um, in front of like a large group and he was oh, that's with cool. the piano and like the lounge thing the lady like it was and it was awesome so i haven't gone yet but i really really want to i mean i feel like that though seeing him in like a full outdoor festival he was really he was really funny he yeah. was great yeah now i'm just like imagining like coachella but like it's just it's, like yeah. jeff goldblum beyonce <laughs> yep <laughs> that's so crazy yeah cuz you i mean you have a dinosaur character Yes. Like, so, I mean, when I was like, I'm going to reference the percast when you were on because <laughs> we we were, I think Sarah and I were just talking about how you don't you don't draw like the basic animals, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not. Although it's funny, I feel like you started drawing more cats and dogs I since have. that episode. Yes. But yeah, I guess what made you want to like throw a dinosaur into the mix? You know, that was actually one of the first. So when I started drawing. My comics, I had already been working on The Simpsons for like probably about eight eight years or so. And I hadn't done my own drawings. It's going to sound weird probably, but I haven't done my own drawings in such a long time because I was working so hard at not getting fired from The Simpsons yeah. that I was only drawing Simpsons characters. And it's a thing that a lot of people I worked with when I was on the show kind of went through because... Um, you just that just happens. And so it was sort of an exercise of like, well, let me start drawing more of my own characters again so I can kind of like, you know, remember because I used to draw all the time. I used, that was like would draw rides and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually sat down one day and started forcing myself to draw my own stuff. And Rory and his dad, the dinosaur characters were like, I think that one of the first drawings I oh, did. Wow. And it was just like it was I wasn't even sitting. I wasn't like, I'm going to sit down and draw dinosaurs today. Yeah. I just started drawing. And then. I, they were there in front of me and I was like, I, I like these characters. And yeah. so that was it. And then I just 
kind of kept drawing them. Yeah. Well, I feel like, too, it's what's kind of nice about dinosaurs in a way is even though they're real, it's almost like there's one for everybody. So yeah. it's not like you're going to – I feel like there's not too many people that are sitting there. I just knocked the, the table. <laughs> uh, there's not too many people sitting there, I feel like, and being like, which dinosaur? It's almost like for me, like I'm always just drawing – like if I do draw, I just – or like the thing that I gravitate towards are the long boys. And yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so that's my thing. But then there's the sharp tooths and the spiky mm-hmm. one. You know, it's like – I think that's what's so nice about dinosaurs is that it kind of, I don't know, it's, I feel like I've said this a lot, like, but who knows how many times it's been on a podcast, but it's like, you know, even I was like, as we're recording this detective Pikachu comes out tomorrow, but um, <laughs> it's like, sometimes you get mad at like made up animals because you're like, oh my God, like we had so many great real animals, you know? Yeah. So is that I, why everyone's mad at Sonic right now? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, those thighs. Oh, he's real though. But he's not because he's yeah. Bo- yeah. Anyway, sorry, he's, I'm totally derailing. <laughs> no, no, but he's he's not a real hedgehog. He's an alien hedgehog. Well, whatever. yeah, yes, that's true. It's like Rocket from the Guardians movies. He's like, oh yeah, he looks like a raccoon, but he's technically like an alien robot. Can I tell you that I resisted watching that movie, the, even the first one, for such a long time? Cause, and part of the reason was like, why would I? This is so stupid. But like, why would I watch Bradley Cooper if he's not even like on the screen? Then <laughs> I watched it. I was like, okay. This is awesome. I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's fair. Now that just makes me want to like see Bradley Cooper do the voice of like I know. Other, other animals. I know. Like a little build a bear situation. Uh-huh. Build a Bradley. Build a Bradley. Yeah. Uh, he, I feel like I heard, I feel like there were rumors of him being in when they relaunched Jurassic Park. Oh. Uh, it was like. I feel like people were throwing around like Idris Elba, Bradley Cooper, Josh Bolin was like for a hot second going to be there instead of oh, wow. Chris Pratt. Like, oh wow, I could see Bradley Cooper being in a Jurassic Park movie. I Actually, could too. there's there's a YouTube, you know, when people make like fake trailers and they like take oh, footage yeah? from other movies. There is a fake Jurassic World three trailer that has Bradley Cooper in it. Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna check <laughs> that out. <laughs> You're like, look, I just want I, this is not a real movie, but uh, <laughs> can I tell you, I had a dream last night that I was watching Jurassic World three. Whoa. And is it weird that and then I woke up and then I was like, oh, that wasn't the movie. That's but, maybe you're an oracle. Maybe. We'll see <laughs> if I, I can just it's like that lucid dreaming. I don't know if you've ever had lucid yes. dreaming. But like it's like you just sort of slowly gain control. Yep. And I'm just like sitting there like taking my notes, like, all right, then Laura Dern does this. Because like I had like clear visions of like present day Laura Dern and Sam Neill wow. like doing stuff. I want to see it. Yeah. Write it draw, make it so I can draw, draw, <laughs> draw it now. Oh, God, I can't draw. <laughs> um, yeah, lucid dreaming is super cool. Yeah, it's never useful for me. I, there's actually a time, I think I in my early 20s, I read what it was. And I actually, there are like exercises you can do to try and like fall asleep in a way where you wake up and you're aware in your dream. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a hot second where I was really trying that and it never <laughs> worked. But then like I have had dreams because I actually sleepwalk and I have night terrors. So I actually oh. am kind of like a weird sleeper anyway. So I have had vivid dreams where the the coolest way it's manifested itself is I realize I'm dreaming and I'm like, all right, we're going to fly. And I like would start flying. So I'm like, that's I can so fly. Cool. It's a dream. But that's it. Usually it's like, oh, my God, I'm dreaming. And then I wake up Yeah, right away. No, that's usually yeah. for me, too. And then you look at the clock. Yeah. What if we just looked at the clock now and it was like scrambled? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was my favorite thing to do at my first job in L.A. I would just like turn to my my coworker, like my fellow producer, and I would just be like, you're dreaming. And just like look them dead in the eye. Ooh. Ooh, that's mean. And, and, and you just get like the chills. You're just like, no. 
Uh, oh my gosh. Rory just came and his dad just kind of came out of like. Yeah. So what actually happened was I did the drawing, I did the Rory drawing, and then I kind of like started doing more comics with different animals. And I, actually, I mean, I wasn't even sure I was doing comics. It was more like, I'm just going to do drawings. And then I had always liked comics a lot. Like I loved Farside comics when I was little. And so I wanted to do, I realized like, oh, this is actually something that I enjoy doing. I like trying to come up with a punchline. And so I was doing more of those. And then my agent, Kathleen, she actually got into, my literary agent actually got in touch with me because she was following my Tumblr page and she was like, hey, do you need an agent? And I was like, I, you tell me, I don't know. <laughs> but she was kind of like, listen, if you, I would love to pitch you for a children's book. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is amazing. Yeah, of course. And so... I actually like I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but I wrote up like a children's book idea and she kind of went around on a pitch and like a submission and uh, one publishing house was like, this is cool. What's up with these dinosaurs, though? And that's kind of how Rory came about. Really? Like, I, yeah. So I had no there was no world. There was no story. I mean, that was the first children's book I did. Rory, the dinosaur, me and my dad. I basically it was the first thing I ever wrote at all yeah <laughs> and i basically so it was i mean it was very i was very anxious about all of it because i'm like i'm not a writer i don't know yeah, yeah. i only know i can kind of write jokes but i don't know how to write like <laughs> characters but so then i just kind of did it and uh but so yeah when people ask me like one of the biggest questions i get is where's rory's mom and on to be completely honest i never considered if if i were to do it again this was like 10 years ago that i came up with rory maybe like eight years ago I would probably make it a little girl and her mom dinosaur yeah. just because that's just like now I'm older and then I identify with women and like I just I kind of wish I had done it that way. I'm not yeah. sure why I made it a boy and his dad. However, you know, it is a little boy dinosaur and his dad and I never really considered him having another parent. And now that I've kind of done other books with him and his dad, I purposely don't want to enter because a lot of people will say, could you just introduce his mom and let us know she's okay uh, but she's not there it's just him and his dad and i think it might subconsciously have something to do with the fact that i lost my own mom when i was 21 and um it is there is something sort of nice for people i think who have lost a parent to sort of identify with because one of the things that was really hard for me was you know i felt like kind of robbed of like well how come this person gets a mom how come this person gets yeah. a mom so i kind of wanted some like a book that kids maybe who only have one parent could identify with well, yeah yeah so that, well yeah it's not to be like oh like you're missing something or like to make you feel bad or yeah, yeah. just kind of like a you know there's a lot of other kind of, there's a lot of families out there that are not mom dad children like it's very like quote unquote untraditional yeah yeah and the, i want people to like have books like that to identify with i guess so yeah and you need to yeah it's important to see different yeah yeah things and stuff like that that just made me think uh do you ever watch that dinosaurs tv show oh yeah the one from the 90s yeah yes. <laughs> i didn't mean to like turn it into something no it's okay but it just was like just that idea of like well and and i wondered too like for you as far as like your art goes is like like what about animals getting into these kind of like what I always like these like mundane with like there's always like a weird undercurrent there's like a weird darkness sometimes in your comics that I think is, makes it so funny to me <laughs> but it's never in a way of like it's it's always just kind of that idea of like like a lot of like our favorite stuff growing up where there was like labyrinth or like yeah. you know Don Bluth movies or something where it's yeah. like not dark because there's this, some sort of like weird like um 
like adults putting things on kids. It's more of just kind of living in a reality where yeah, it's that realistic. Stuff it's yeah, true. Yeah. And with my stuff, the the thing I've learned about what I want to do. I do want to like reach as many people as possible and basically just create like a bright spot, especially on the internet, which is such a terrible place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do want to have like give people little moments of like, okay, everything's okay for this one brief second. Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't subscribe to nor am I really interested in my own life. Like I don't like maudlin or super sentimental stuff. Like I like a little bit of darkness and I personally can, like my my like I said like with I like scary movies and I like scary podcasts and I like that sort of thing <laughs> so there is definitely an undercurrent of that even though like I'm trying to create hopefully like a nice universal happy moment yeah yeah um it's gonna have some darkness in it because that's just the real that's just my life <laughs> yeah but it's not in a way that it's like it to, to what I mean is that it's not like this thing that's like looming it's more of just like there's a reality world and then it's like people kind of coming together in a moment you know kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder, like, I don't know. It's funny. I feel like dinosaurs are just a good way of like, it's like they feel like the most universal thing in order to get yeah. a lot of that stuff across in some ways. Because it is like, that's always like my thing that I sometimes get frustrated with dinosaur stuff is that if it's not like Jurassic Park, it's it's like Land Before Time where there's this like sense of impending doom all the time with like dinosaur stuff where it's like, why like dinosaurs exist over hundreds of millions of years. I why know. are they always setting it right at the time when they all die? That's actually a really good point. I never thought of that because like, I mean, you could say the same thing about us right now. We're actually probably have <laughs> less, less time yeah, yeah, <laughs> like right? in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, there was a, there was a long, they were around for a while. We don't yeah. have to talk about the last part yeah, yeah. so much, you know? I know. Dinosaurs were, were <laughs> chilling and then they you know they fucked it up like now i'm just imagining how they fucked it up like what they did wrong yeah yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean obviously the the meteor was like a big reason for like the final stroke but like there's all these <laughs> theories of like they were already like on their way out and that was just like the final there was one giant orange dinosaur yeah. and he ruined everything for no. everyone <laughs> These tails, I don't know what they're doing here. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do a Trump impression. Yes, and that was that worked for me. Uh, uh, the big orange dinosaur, yeah. except for the big red dog. And... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you ever see like the last dinosaur or Disney's dinosaur? 
like I, or... di- I think I saw The Last Dinosaur. Land Before Time is up there with like movies I'm too afraid to watch again because I mean even the song was it who is it Karen Carpenter who did the Oh no. Ah. Who did the um I can't, I'm not going to sing ah, it. Brenda would know it. She was singing off like the other day when we were watching it. What's the name of it? We I guess we could look it up. <laughs> if yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but no, well, yeah, I mean Anyway, it, the song. Like and I would argue that that Jurassic Park is more like hopeful and positive yeah. whereas like Land Before Time is one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. It's so sad and there's a lot of sad. I don't know if you've heard like you know any of the backstory with like the girl who did Duffy's oh, yeah. wife. There's a lot of sad. Yeah, so it's just a hard movie to watch. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean Jurassic Park honestly like I don't I'm not really I don't really have a huge problem with movies where like the humans are yeah, yeah. They lose. Like it's so when we when I used to play the video game I think I had the Genesis video game. Oh I was I always yeah, I loved being the dinosaur and just <sighs> eating stuff <laughs> yeah. that game was like kind of freaky though because it was just very like doom, 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 yeah, like the creepy. music was that and it was like yeah and, and you then... eat the little where they call combis yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you go and then I feel like like to me like Alan's falling he's like oh yeah and he'd fall off of the raptor <laughs> that's right because you could play the dinosaur or the person right yeah, yeah. yeah okay and I would always be the dinosaur that's that was the point I was trying to make is that like I liked I would you know I'll root for the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah well and it was like I feel like the game was easier because you didn't Oh, yeah, because you're a dinosaur. Probably. Yeah, you weren't collecting ammo and like <laughs> yeah, guns and you yes. ran out of ammo. It's like you were just the raptor and you're just like, you just would like drop kick people or bite yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I would love to play that game again. I know. I actually have, you know, that, you know, that little Nintendo console they were selling that had like all the old Nintendo games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my husband, Colin, actually tried to get me one for my birthday a couple years ago and he ordered it but they had it was one of those horrible things where they said you bought it and then like a month later they're like actually we sold out sorry and so they reimbursed him but he actually built one for me not i don't know if he did it himself but he had one like built and it's all old nintendo and then also genesis games or maybe it's nintendo and super nintendo anyway it's a lot of old games and um there was definitely a week or so where I was just having all this crazy like nostalgia like oh my gosh by the way the Simpsons game the old Nintendo 6 Simpsons game is so hard is that the because I remember playing the one in the arcade all the time it's I think it's I think there's an arcade version and then there's a console version and it, that's the one where Bart is like skating through town and he's collecting uh, spray cans and like like Ooh, I don't think I, I I had a Genesis as a kid okay so I don't yeah I never played that one and I never played the um the Super Nintendo Jurassic Park is really different than the Genesis. Yeah, one. I only played the Genesis one. That's what I had. Like so. the, yeah, I don't know. I I I wish I had more time to go back and like play all those videos. That's games all I ever wanted. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. In some weird way, like I I enjoy watching other people play video games now. I do too. (laughs) I do. And uh, um, I have a very specific and my husband, again, Colin is like, he's like a gamer. And so he is always trying to find games that I might want to watch. And I have a very specific type of game. So like he knows I like scary stuff, but I also like mysterious kind of like, I don't just like the running into battle and like beating everything up kind of games necessarily, but like Bioshock was a game that I loved watching. And I think Alan Wake was the name of the game that I liked watching. It was like a mystery. Yeah. It has to look cool and look creepy, almost like you're watching a movie, but then remind me of the games that I used to play when I was little, like Myst. I loved Myst. And I was like, yeah. So, um, but I don't really want to play them anymore. I just want to watch other people do it. But there's something satisfying about watching Watching someone play and also getting their reactions and commentary as well. Yes. And yeah. I feel like the best ones 
have a balance between letting you experience the game, but also like coloring it in a way that feels like you're kind of watch- like you're just in the living room with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Like that. By the way, it was Diana Ross. Oh, we hold on together. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> That's like if I that song and then the song from Dumbo when his mom's in elephant jail. <sighs> those are the those are those are rough. That song, actually, the elephant jail one came on at a coffee bean one time oh no but it was like a cover oh, and I, weird. I was like um yeah i would like a and then i started i heard it and i was like um i just i'm really sorry and she was like what's wrong i was like it's, i'm fine i like ran out and I, know, oh, I never no. wa- i never went back in she's really like oh no what happened to this person but did it was you just order, song. did you order something i didn't i couldn't get through it i no. just i just ran out that's good you didn't no it was i never went back either it's the uh the coffee bean and tea leaf in burbank on the main drag i don't know if it's even still there anymore it's next to an urban outfitter so i have Is to urban outfitter still there I think so. Uh, I don't know. The I one don't... by the mall? Yeah, no, I don't know. I haven't, okay. been, I haven't been in Burbank lately. Scenic the... downtown Burbank. Yeah, yeah. No, I went to Yard House, but that's about Oh, it. yeah. So that's- Where I met the, Brenna's the... mom. All right. Well, I didn't, that wasn't the first time I met her, but we got dinner there. But Yeah. that's a, I mean, that's a nice That's a nice part of Burbank. Burbank's all pretty nice, honestly, but- <laughs> Well, and that, and again, it's like that, it's been funny because I've recently, there was a music video where I was watching it. It was a band called SR71. And I noticed that at the end of the video was the cul-de-sac where I used to live when I first moved to L.A. in Silver Lake. Oh, no way. Uh, on like Michelangelo or something like that. Okay. Like whatever the street, whatever that street is. And then recently my new apartment complex, it's at the very end of Pulp Fiction. Oh, wh- um, not, which yeah, one? I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you afterwards. But uh, like it's in it's in one of the scenes with Bruce Willis where I'm like, wait a minute, that's my apartment complex. That's but, like, crazy. In the early 90s or whatever. And then for me, downtown Burbank will always be uh, San Diego in the lost world. Oh. That, that whole like down, beautiful modern downtown Burbank yeah. <laughs> was San Diego at the end of the lost world when the T-Rex. funny. Did you did you did you see that one in theaters? I don't think so. Because yeah, you would because that one came out I think four years later. I'm I don't think I don't have a memory of that. I might have. I have I have lost a lot of memories. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to remember. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's. I mean, I feel like that's one of the reasons why obviously Jurassic Park is my thing because it's honestly some of the only stuff I do remember from my childhood. Yeah. So it's like easy. It's easy to like connect those dots a little bit more. It is one of the things, too, that I like about... I know people have really strong feelings about L.A., and I'm not from L.A. I'm from Northern California, but it's... If the uh, Silicon Valley, where I'm from, and L.A., are very different, and you're kind of raised, if you, I mean, at least it was in my experience when I was growing up, you're sort of raised to hate LA. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. And one of the things I like about it is being able to sort of see history, even if it's a short history, in on screen. Like, it's pretty cool to, like, when I, I live in Eagle Rock, and one of my favorite movies for a long time was Reservoir Dogs, and I oh. rewatched it and realized it's shot in Highland Park, really? and like, oh yeah, God. like the the whole scene in the beginning where they're talking about not tipping the waitress, that is filmed at a place called Pat and Lorraine's. That feeling when you're watching something, you're like, holy shit, this is I'm right by this place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it is really fun. Yeah, it was yeah. it was kind of yeah, it was really cool, and yeah, like. I mean, yeah, it's that thing of it's you know. I wonder if that's how people in Toronto feel now. Yeah, all their, <laughs> all their movies now, all the movies now are filmed in Toronto. All the all the kind of when they want a New York skyline, it's like it's Toronto. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, know. I actually had a very LA 
moment maybe like two months ago I was at a birthday party for my like another kid in my daughter's class and I was talking to one of the other parents there and we just kind of have small talk and I was saying I used to live over by Occidental and he was Occidental College and he was like oh I actually filmed because he owns a production company for like commercials I think he's like I filmed a commercial there at the, there's a house and long story short it was my old house oh weird. so like after I moved out he actually filmed a commercial and he was in the commercial and it was like a national spot and it was like that in my house. It's just like, of course, of the session LA, like yeah. coincidence. All the, all the dots are connecting. Yeah. When you like run into or um, I was going to say as far as like Let's Plays go, there was an old Jurassic Park game called Trespasser. I don't know if you remember I that. I don't know that one. It was like, it was going to be like the first, I think it's like the game that inspired like Half-Life for the kind of like exploring oh, okay. first person kind of things now. Okay. But it was like a total flop and failure. Oh no. Um, but they have they have a few like really good Let's Plays online. This YouTuber, uh, Clayton Fioridi. I feel like you would enjoy it because it's it's exploring like the Lost World Island oh, of, like, yeah. with one person and it's just kind of like mysterious and it's not like, again, that's always the weird thing about Jurassic Park video games where it's like, in the movies, nobody's like mowing down dinosaurs. Right. So it's like weird when the games do it. But this game doesn't like you can, but uh-huh. it's like you're encouraged to like explore and stuff like that. That's that sounds like the kind of game I like games that don't give you a lot of information and you're just kind of like, all right, figure it out. Like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's yeah. Mini Driver is like the voice of the main character. Oh. And then they just rec- and then also Richard Attenborough like recorded tons of. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's, yeah. That, it's hard to go that, wrong with that. That one's yeah. like a good let's play because it kind of feels like you're just like chilling and you're yeah. on an island. You're hearing all the island sounds and stuff. That's cool. I was going to ask about island stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> island time, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Catalina. Yeah, yeah. That's one that we have down here. Yeah, yeah. That I've never been to actually. Wait, you've never been to Catalina? I've never been to Catalina, oh, no. that's fun. I know. I should I should probably figure that out. Yeah. I'm just going to hop in the ocean and swim over. Yeah, I think you can. <laughs> after this. Yeah, right, right after this. Actually, it's not that nice out. I'll wait until a sunny day. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, wait, so then you, so you haven't seen any of the, have you, you haven't seen any of the sequels or just? I think I've only seen, I think I've seen the first one, well, definitely seen the first one. So the first two. And then I think the the other sequels are kind of like a mix in my head. So I think I've like watched here and there but i don't have like a like a sequential is yeah. that the right word yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay wait did you so then did you go see the latest one in theaters no i have not seen the latest oh, one okay cool. should i i mean yeah i think you so. have I, to say yes I, in this. yes yeah, yeah of course <laughs> you're like don't see any jurassic no, no, park no. movies well I, I mean i would say that this newest one is the best one since the original oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i i All like right. it because i because again like that thing we were talking a little bit about earlier it's like it's dinosaurs are malleable in that sense, you know, in uh-huh. a way. And I feel like this movie finally makes dinosaurs more like memorable characters, kind of like the first movie where it's like, okay, you're like, Oh, that's the Brachiosaurus. Those are the Raptors. That's the T-Rex. Like, I feel like they did a really good job in this latest one. With, There's like, more like, um, com- not compassion, I guess, but like they're actually like want yeah, the dinosaurs yeah. to be on the forefront. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I liked it, but, you know. I'll check not, it out. Not everybody liked it, but. Well, I like, I'm pretty game to watch even a bad, <laughs> like, action-y movie like that. And so yeah. I, I will probably like it no matter what. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> I will check it out. <laughs> You're like, look, at this point, you just get whatever you want out of yeah. it and stuff like that. Yeah, you just get whatever you want out of it. Yeah. Whether it's fun or 
terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get something, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the moral of this, this yeah, podcast. Just, yes, exactly. Just figure out a way to get a feeling out of something. Yeah. That's all. That's I mean, all we need. <laughs> I mean, that's why Congo is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, it's not great, but I love it. I was, I just remembered watching the latest, I think it was the latest season of Mystery Science Theater where they do... It, they watch Atlantic Rim. Have you heard of that? No. So it's not Pacific Rim. It's Atlantic Rim. Ooh. And it's it's just like, let's make a movie like this one, but with less money and not show any of the action. So there's a lot of like reactionary shots. They're like, oh, my God, that monster's huge and terrifying. But you're only looking at the actor's face because it's a lower budget. Yeah. Anyway, it was real fun Ugh. in a different way than, yeah. than Pacific Rim. I know. I'm sad that, you know, because they always do those knockoffs. I'm sad they didn't do any... Dinosaur knockoffs these last couple of rounds at Jurassic Yeah, Parks. there's still time, right? Yeah. We still have time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that dinosaur. Uh-huh, exactly. It's See? eating my head. No. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a different time period, and I'm totally blanking. Mesozoic Park? Yeah, Me- Yeah, work. there we go. That's <laughs> big work. Uh, Cretaceous Park? Yeah. Uh, what are other... Snowtime Park. Snowtime Park with woolly mammoths and woolly mammoths and uh, abominable snowmen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll be cool. And then you can do that. What's the song from Ice Age? The like Peter Gabriel, or no, oh. not Peter Gabriel, but it's the other like. <laughs> like you just see, like you know. <laughs> I, I'm not singing any songs. I already made that very oh, okay. clear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, I do not sing. I am not singing on this podcast. Um, oh, all right, and I just start singing yeah. for like two hours. Look, that's two hours. Three hour podcast, we yeah. can do it. Just sing the entire time. <laughs> I do. I have to admit, I feel very. Un- we don't have a um, what are they called? Alexa. We don't have one of those in our house. Yeah. It, and it makes me when I've been to people's houses when they have them, it makes me really uncomfortable the way people treat them. Because <laughs> I'm like, do you realize you piece of shit? Why they're going to remember this that. Yeah, I know. Alexa, play my yeah, <laughs> play. Now Linda Ronstadt or like yeah. whatever. Um, play that Dumbo song. Play the Dumbo song. I want to feel things all afternoon. Um, I just I want to tell them like, listen, you're gonna, they're gonna remember this ten years from now when they're trying to overthrow everything. Yeah. You bet. You be nice to your robots because I I'm hoping I'm really hopeful because I've always been nice to every robot. <laughs> You asked me That's a question hilarious. about dinosaurs, and I am talking a lot about robots. Well, look, when the <laughs> dinosaurs are going to be the distraction that saves us from That's the robot true. uprising. Yeah. It's, we're, they're actually going to be our ally, I think. I think so, too. We'll hop on dinosaurs, and yeah. you can hop on a brontosaurus. Or no, sorry, brachiosaurus. What? There's no problem. <laughs> I forgot. I like to, how nervous you I got so nervous. I'm so hot suddenly. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing, the, they're bringing back brontosaurus because they're like, the name's too good to waste. On. It's a great name. Yeah. I'm trying to remember now. What was it? It was there two. It wasn't it like two competing scientists. It was it was like they stuck the wrong. I mean, I don't even remember. Like, I always forget, but it's it's the sticking one head on a different body i think i I don't know i'm pretty sure i read something somewhere where it was like there were two different scientists and they were like one of them found this and they're like well i found this one but it was it was essentially the same but then they did the whole like switcheroo wait did you do i forgot do you listen to the the dollop i haven't listened to the dollop because they do they do one on the bone wars and that whole like competing thing oh okay i haven't listened to it in a long time but but yeah like yeah from my memory it is like yeah, just one head was on the wrong body or yeah, like yeah. it's but it's like weird that that shit can happen because they're like 
I wonder if it's like whoever has the most money or something wins. What if dinosaurs were just like a bunch of dog bones put together? No. <laughs> That's not that. Don't worry. No. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> put there by Satan to trick us. <laughs> I just, sorry, I just had a memory. I don't know where this came from. It was buried deep and it just popped right on up. Like a bone that was uh, like Exactly. A That's what happened. I was in the library when I was like in second grade and the teacher, the librarian, whoever was reading the book was talking about, I think she was reading a story about dinosaurs and it was like the dinosaur had polka dots or the dinosaur had like something. It was very like zany looking. And she was like, but of course we know that dinosaurs didn't have polka dots. And I raised my hand and I was like, how do we know that? And she was like, well, I'm, I just, <laughs> just like, seriously, how do we know? Do we know that for sure? I'm sure there's a good answer, but she didn't have it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was funny. And she just like, <laughs> she, just like, she's like excuse me. <laughs> just started crying and left. Yeah. Part, she was probably 21 years old. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I picture her right now as like an 80 year old woman. Yeah, but she was probably 21, 22. Yeah. <laughs> just and out of library. so young and I didn't know. even realize it at the time. I know. And kids are such assholes. <laughs> It's true. I can say that. I was one. I have one. Mine's pretty nice, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Thanks. I'm happy. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. You can find Liz Climo on Twitter and Instagram at Liz Climo. That's Climo with a C. And check out all of our work at thelittleworldofliz.com. Don't forget that this month's listener question is, what is your favorite Jurassic Park sequel and why? Call to leave your answer at 323-688-6969. Send an email, cjurassicred at gmail.com. Or just comment on any of the social posts uh, for this episode. As always, follow C Jurassic Right on Instagram at C Jurassic Right, on Twitter at SJRPod. Join the Facebook group to continue the discussion by searching C Jurassic Right Podcast, and follow me at Stephen Ray Morris. Currently, it's one in the morning, and I am recording this from a pontoon boat in my mom's garage in Bend, Oregon. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, for your patience with my lateness. I promise I'll be back on schedule next week. But again, let me know. Rate, review, subscribe. I really, really love all your involvement and continued listenership of the show. So until next week, I'll see you next week. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.